is Free Talk Live. It's your program to take control of. If you dial in toll-free, you may bring up absolutely anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And guard. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And, of course, a Free Talk Live website completely redesigned. It is brand new. The new FTL 2.0, allowing you to have a uh, much greater level of control over what appears on the site. In fact, the main content of the site now is created by listeners like you at freetalklive.com. So over the weekend, we broke the news on this program about what's happening with our buddy Brad Jardis. Gard, have you heard? I have not heard. I was in touch with Brad just a few days ago and have not been in touch with him, I think, since the last email that you and I all exchanged with him in a little debate that he was having with a friend of his. The uh, Well, if it's been a few days, then it's been a few too many because what happened was Saturday he yeah. got an email from the uh, the folks over at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Yeah. Now, um, I just wanted to get into further detail about this tonight because we didn't really have time to do much more than uh, simply address it and bring it up on the air on Saturday night. Yeah. But uh, I've got the actual letter here that he received from Jack Cole, the executive director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. And I want to. I remember I wanna... Jack. He spoke at one of those uh, Liberty Alliance yeah. dinners. And nice enough man. Nice enough guy. Doesn't go full over to where I would like to be in no. Liberty, but uh, and, he's making an effort. And Law Enforcement Against Prohibition it never has really gone as full over as right. I would have liked them to. Right. I mean, their their position has always been. Well, prohibition is really, really bad, but we need to change and, – and we need to change the system to legalize the drugs so the government can still control them, uh, but they won't be taxing. prohibited. Yes. Yeah, yeah that was, that's always been their position, and that's yeah, it's not been uh, something I align with, but it, it wasn't enough for me to uh, tell the organization, well, I'm not interested in supporting you. So we still had their speakers on this program. We had Jack Cole on. We've had – uh, who's the other guy? Peter, one of the other founders, Peter. We've had him on as well. And, of course, we've had Brad Jardis on so many times, uh, who is now formerly of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. So and this has that's some what happened. Bad-sounding implications here. Yeah, he is no longer allowed to refer to himself as a member of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. He is no longer a speaker for Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Let me see if I got this straight, though. He is in Law Enforcement. And he is, he is against prohibition. Correct. He's just so no longer what's part. The problem. He's no longer part of the organization known as Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. So what's in this email that causes this dislocation? Je- uh, dear Brad Jardis, or Bradley Jardis, I have tried, but I am able to reach you by telephone. It has come to leaps attention from the below blog entry, which was his post on freekeen.com, just to. Give you a little more detail. You can go to freekeen.com, scroll down for a bit, and you'll find the post about uh, my. It's called "My Oath to the New Hampshire Constitution Forbids Me from Arresting a Medical Marijuana User." Had yes. you seen this? Yes, this okay. is what you and I. Yes, exactly. Right. This is what we we wrote about, and and he's absolutely right. 
and you would know you are kind of an expert on uh, such constitutional matters. Yeah, for as far as it goes, and we know that the Constitution doesn't hold these pinheads back. But yeah, the argument uh, that he presents is absolutely sound. Do you want to just? I mean, do you want to sum it up? Because I don't want to go yeah, through his yeah. lengthy um, essay, which the, you can read in full at freekeen.com. Well, Bradley's my my point on the Constitution and uh, and the fact that uh, he would be breaking his oath is that the supreme law of the United States and the various states are is the federal Constitution and are the various state constitutions. The federal constitution, uh, it was understood for decades after it was written, allows for not only the judicial branch to decide whether something is constitutional or not, Mm -hmm. but it also allows leeway for the executive branch to decide whether or not it will execute the laws that Congress passes. First, they have the veto on the executive side. But in addition to that, there were instances throughout American history where certain presidents opted not to execute certain congressional laws. They had the power to say, no, I won't conform to this myself because this is not constitutional. I deem it, in my own opinion, not to be constitutional. I won't execute the law. If you don't like it, you can impeach me. Doesn't that make sense? That was supposed to be a balancing act with these guys. It seems like a no-brainer. If he doesn't want to fund an agency that Congress wants to fund, sorry, the money's not going to go there. I execute what you guys are saying, but I'm not going to execute it. And if you don't like it, then stop. Stop me. me, Take me out of office. So for Brad Jardis, who is in the executive branch, they have to execute and uphold the laws – he has the same responsibility as a police officer upholding the laws. It doesn't mean that you uphold the laws that the legislature passes. You have to do what is constitutional. That's what you swore the oath to. Exactly. And so they have the same leeway that a chief executive would have. They have the option as to whether or not they will execute the laws. And they do it every day. They decide whether sure they're they going to pull over a guy. There are dozens more speeders than they pull over every day, but they yeah. decide what they're going to do. And that's called discretion. Exactly. There's a, there's a word for it. It's actually in the local police department here in Keene, New Hampshire. If you look at their mission statement or their statement of values, it actually says that they'll enforce the laws with discretion. Exactly. Which is basically them saying that, well, we obviously won't be enforcing all of the laws because it's not possible to do that. And we'll choose the ones that are most important to enforce. And, and that's something, as you point out, that law enforcement officers do on a regular basis. Sure. Uh, and it's just the difference between what they do on a regular basis and what Brad Jardis has done is that Brad has come out and and made it clear what he is doing. Yeah. If you've got a, a cop that pulls over some kids and finds a bag of weed and he doesn't actually charge them with it, or he lets somebody uh, who's driving drunk change seats with another passenger and they can go home. I mean, there's all kinds of examples of this. They never will write up an essay, put it on a website and say, this weekend I let five people go. You know, exactly. It's just kind of something that they do. rather than explicit. Yes. So, so that's what was different about what Brad has done is – he actually came out at freekeen.com and wrote a lengthy essay out uh, outlining his reasons why he would not be arresting medical cannabis users. Now, of course, my critique for Brad was, well, why didn't you just say that you wouldn't arrest any, any cannabis yeah. user or, or better yet, any drug users? Sure. Uh, because, again, the, the same concepts still apply that he swore an oath to uphold the Constitution and to protect – the people of uh, of New Hampshire and, and wherever else that yes. he's he's doing his uh, job as law enforcement officer, and if the laws are putting the people in jeopardy, 
if the laws are hurting his constituents, if you will, I don't know if that's a word you can use with cops and people, but if the laws are hurting the citizens, then it's his job to not enforce those laws on those citizens because that's still a violation of his of his primary oath. Absolutely right. So, but, but nonetheless, I mean, Brad has come so such a long way, and and I know that that he believes that the the full war on drugs should be ended. It was just this is kind of his step. This was his tiptoe, if you will, into the the realm of actually doing the right thing. It's a very heroic act. You know, yes. people talk about this guy, Scott Brown, and, and, and the heroism of this man running for office what? against Martha Coakley for the Senate. Yes, and That's heroic? Well, you know, I mean, uh, to a certain extent, you understand that he he ran into a lot of hassles and headaches, uh, accusations against his family, and, and, you know, things about his character that were ridiculous. But he's running for a political office yeah. that is paid for by other people, and maybe, just maybe, he's going to try to reduce the size of government. I highly doubt it. Uh, but what Brad has been doing, I mean, this is really, really heroic stuff, and I don't see too many other people doing it. And Leap, no. should, so, so they said to Brad, they said, to, well, I've got it the entire email attention. here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it came to their attention. Uh, clearly, somebody's reading the Freaking uh, website, which is great. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but and and Brad knew that there was a good chance he could get into hot water. Although I don't know if he expected he was going to get in hot water from Leap. I think maybe yeah. he thought it was going to be his uh, police department, you know, hitting him with the conduct on becoming of an officer charge or right. something like that for essentially breaking rank. I mean, that's what he's done here is he stepped away from the department policy of mindlessly like automatons enforcing the uh, the various different laws that they're put in front of them to enforce and has said no i'm a thinking uh, person and i am going to look at these laws and i'm going to decide whether or not i should be enforcing them and in this in this case we're just talking about the one just medical cannabis yeah and now he's going to be punished for that and so his odyssey continues, and I'll share the email here in a moment. Also, a response from, uh, from one of our listeners. It's free talk. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Gar. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And freetalklive.com features including our Facebook profile. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com, and you can become a fan over there. It's facebook.freetalklive.com. Dot com and Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime right here in New Hampshire, amongst hundreds of other like-minded people. Soon, that number will be thousands. Uh, and there are more and more people signing up, more and more people planning to make the move, more people getting ready to come up to the Liberty Forum in late March, 18th through the 21st. You can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get more information about that excellent event. I'm highly looking forward to it. And there's going to be all kinds of great speakers and panel discussions. It's kind of a convention-style atmosphere, but that doesn't mean there isn't uh, good times to be had or aren't good times to be had. Partying going on after hours all throughout the hotel. It's really a great time with hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all hanging out together. Guard, you've been there year after year. It's awesome. It is great. Yeah. 
Uh, so head on over to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Get yourself the – I think the early bird discount is still in effect. I'll double check on that here. But I know that you can definitely get the Free Talk Live discount of 10% if you use the code FTL2010. That's FTL2010 at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. And, yes, early bird registration is still available, so you get extra discounted uh, pricing. All right, we're going to continue here with the story about the heroic Brad Jardis. Probably, in my opinion, the most courageous cop I've ever known. Because he has been, he not only has the courage to go after the uh, the crooks, but he also has the courage to stand up against the corruption in the system, to speak out against the insane war on drugs. But more than that now, he used to just be the one cop in America, the one cop in America on duty still who was a member of law enforcement against prohibition, which means that he was the one police officer who was out of the closet publicly against the war, the insanity of the war on drugs, against prohibition, in favor of returning these uh, these products into the hands of the free marketplace instead of the the hands of the, the criminal element. That alone was enough, in my mind, previously to qualify him for one of the bravest cops I've, I've ever seen. Brad's story reads like some sort of Hollywood script, in my opinion. You it's know, an you've amazing got one story. guy against an oppressive, uh, illegal system. You've got the thin blue line of police working with each other against him. Yes. Uh, bringing him up with charges, having public hearings. You have people turning out who support him and love him and think he's doing a great job. Right. And you have word Dozens about him getting people. around. Yeah, he's like a folk hero. He is amazing, and he's a hell of a nice guy on top of all that as right well. On. I mean, we've had the opportunity to have him in studio on the show. He's been on as a guest from the Liberty Forum a number of times. Mm-hmm. And uh, so beyond being just a really great guy, he's somebody who's had a – uh, a journey, and you know, I wish we could talk to him about this. He told me that there's some sort of uh, gag order that he's under right now, so he's not able to do any interviews. I guess there's a lawsuit pending that his lawyer has said, nah, can't do any interviews, even if it's not about the lawsuit, he can't do them. Mm. So, uh, so you know, it's it's up to it's incumbent on us to tell his story for him here, and uh, his his path. Over the last few years that I've known him, and I became aware of him before I made the move up here to New New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and obviously was impressed that there would be a law enforcement officer who's currently on duty who would come out against uh, prohibition. That alone was enough to really respect Brad. And he's just continued to earn more and more respect for me because not only is he against prohibition, but now he's come out and actually said he's not going to enforce the laws about medical marijuana, or he's not going to rather, because New Hampshire doesn't even have a medical marijuana law, he's not going to enforce the marijuana laws on medical marijuana patients. And that's a big step. That's a huge thing to say. And that this is after, as you pointed out, Guard, that the, the establishment came after him yeah. and attempted to get him fired. They sent him to a psych evaluation, which he passed with flying colors, by yeah. the way. It spent, I think the government spent like $3,000 on oh, getting him the psych evaluation. And uh, so just doing everything they could to come at this guy because he's he'd broken rank and actually come out against the uh, the war on drugs. That failed because the dozens of activists, the dozens of liberty minded people, most of whom had moved here for the Free State Project, came out in a show of support at his termination hearing. If they hadn't come out, you can better believe they would have given him the axe that night. That's for sure. Absolutely right. And uh to know that Brad does this sort of thing and to know what the drug laws do 
to people. As you know, and I've mentioned it on the program before, my mother's first husband uh, was a man they used to call Magic Jack. He was uh, big in the hippie movement. Hmm. And um, uh, they divorced, and he went the sort of hippie route. She went the conservative mom route and <laughs> married my dad. And uh, But he moved to California. He's in his 70s, has cancer, owns a ranch out there, is growing pot on his ranch to alleviate his suffering and give him some appetite. And he's dying. He is mm. dying. He's like 76, 77 years old. He's he's going to die. And the feds move in and they try to take his, his place, try to take his entire ranch of an elderly guy who just, wow. wa- just wants to alleviate his own suffering. They want to take his property away. The government uses the drug laws as a lever to take away stuff. I thought the police were there to stop theft. The police engage in theft, right. and they have all sorts of legislators and laws and prohibitions that back them up and give them Sanction. all sorts of cover. Yep, there's, it, it's officially sanctioned theft. It is. It is unbelievable what happens. So, so Brad has just been on this wonder, wonderfully amazing odyssey that has been so challenging to him. I imagine in, in yeah. a number of ways because I remember when I first met him, uh, Mark and myself went to uh, to have some lunch with him out in Manchester. And he was, you know, it was a great lunch. We had a great conversation, but he was very, very firmly in the system uh, at that point. And of course, I was already a fan of civil disobedience by that point. And and he made it made it very clear to me that he did not think civil disobedience was appropriate. This needs to be done through the system, by the system, and you know that that sure, whole mentality. Absolutely. And three years later, he's a completely different. Uh, guy uh, on his uh, his perspectives there he he has a healthy respect for civil disobedience i think he sees that it uh, it fills a real role uh, and of course uh, you know i have also come to understand that uh, that political action is probably also going to be a, a necessary component of change as well mm. yeah uh, but just you know watching him change over the years has been uh, really amazing and especially in these last few months because that's when things really started to ramp up uh, over the last six months was when the termination hearings happened and of course now that that's done that's out of the way he's back on duty He's uh, back officially out on the streets as a as a police officer, still uh, out there talking out against prohibition. He posts over at freekeen.com that he is he has constitutional reasons. He swore an oath to uphold the Constitution, and he's not therefore going to arrest medical patients, uh, medical ma- marijuana users. And now he's been kicked out of law enforcement against prohibition. Now, are there details about what the rationale? You're uh, going to love this. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jack Cole, the executive director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, gets into the details here in his in his termination. I mean, for lack of a better term, it's a termination letter, basically informing Brad he is no longer allowed to associate himself with law enforcement against prohibition. And before you do, before you go into that, Ian, we should mention that Jack Cole himself has a, a huge history starting back in the Nixon administration working in the DEA sure bringing down supposed drug lords and then after he got out he realized wait a minute this is bad he does presentations about how bad the drug laws are absolutely there's more coming up here we'll share his email and we'll take your responses 800-259-9231 our listeners are pretty upset from what i understand it's right free on. talk live This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Carnation Evaporated Milk, the cooking milk that makes life richer. For rich and creamy recipes, visit us at thecookingmilk.com. We all have our roster of recipes, but eating the same dishes over and over becomes boring. Instead of throwing them out and starting from scratch, play with different ingredients to give new flavor to old standards. Try Thai spices instead of your usual Italian seasonings. That just might do the trick. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Garth. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features, uh, by the way, include our archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download the Free Talk Live podcast, now featuring all the way back, archives all the way back to the beginning of 2009. So that's a big change, considering we used to just do six shows in our podcast. Now we're over hundreds of shows in the podcast, all free for you. It's all at freetalklive.com. What we're talking about here tonight is my hero, one of my heroes, uh, Brad Jardis. He is formerly a member of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. In fact, there's even more breaking news here uh, regarding Brad Jardis. As per his Facebook profile, he has posted an update. He's no longer a law enforcement officer as of today. So I believe he has uh, I believe he has resigned. I have not yet gotten uh, the details on that at this point. So at this point, Brad Jardis will no longer be enforcing any bad laws. Well, the question is, has he has he resigned from LEAP or has he resigned from law enforcement? No, no. He is uh, he was kicked out of LEAP this weekend. So that's it. And he is now also resigned from law enforcement. Wow. This uh, after being reinstated yeah. uh, into, into his job. I, I think it just was too much the idea of some of the things he's asked to do yeah. as a uh, law enforcement officer that, that hurt peaceful people, and he, couldn't, he didn't want to do it anymore. He made an ethical, moral decision. And by the way, I was wondering about that because just during the break, I uh, logged on to Twitter and I saw Bile, Antonio Blog of Bile, of course. He had mentioned he saw the same thing on, on the Facebook profile and I was uncertain, based on the wording of this, um, he said that he had resigned according to his Facebook profile. So I wasn't sure if he had been resigning as an officer or resigning from LEAP. So obviously there's the full story because yeah. he was pu- pushed out of LEAP over the weekend. LEAP, uh, say, exactly, kicked him out. And we've been teasing the uh, the email from LEAP here. So I'm going to go ahead and share this. And I guess we'll kind of move through all this yeah. and get to Sheep the point. Is. And get to the point of where we can talk about him actually I, I, resigning. Ian, I just want to say I'm really glad you're devoting this this time to this because uh, if, if people don't know Brad Jardis, uh, at least they can recognize the principles this man is standing up for and get a sense of what this guy's like. So this is the email from the executive director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, an organization I formerly had a lot of respect for, uh, not so much after this. It's come to Leap's attention from the below blog entry that you have chosen to violate the oath you took on joining the police department to enforce all the laws of the federal and state governments in which your police department has jurisdiction. And worse, you are calling on other law enforcement officials to violate their oaths of office. This is the opposite of what LEAP requires of our representatives. We have always said that we will in no way ask that any law enforcer decline to do his or her duty by refusing to enforce the laws that they are curr- as they are currently recorded. That would be unethical and wrong. Now, just to pause there, uh, they say in their letter that they shall not ask others to do this. Now, is that as an organization or as individuals? I imagine that it's as an organization, right, but because... if you are an individual who is a speaker, as Brad Jardis was for the organization, that there are certain things that you are not allowed to speak on behalf of. 
uh, or while representing or while affiliated with the organization known as Law Enforcement Against oh, Prohibition. Man. But, but I love this statement that uh, – that to refuse to enforce the laws as they are currently recorded would be unethical and wrong. Now, I'd like to point out that I have a, a, uh, an email put into Law Enforcement Against Prohibition to their Speakers Bureau asking them to have one of the board of directors who made this decision come on this program and explain this particular position because it needs to be found out whether Law Enforcement Against Prohibition would have loaded the Jews on the train cars and whether Law Enforcement Against Prohibition would have enforced segregation laws. Would they have said that it was unethical and immoral not to fulfill the rules of the SS? Would it have been unethical and immoral for them to assist, per, uh, for instance, a slave in uh, using the Underground Railroad rather than sending him back to the slave master? What you and I discussed off the air about my father, I, I'd like to mention on the air. Sure. Because, uh, as, as people know, my father passed away a few years ago, and he was a, a giant guy. He was a, an amazing individual, and he used to quote to me Latin that he had learned in school, and he used to say, lex mala lex nulla. Bad law is no law, and I did not comprehend it when he, when I was younger. That what my father was saying essentially was civil disobedience is fine, mm-hmm. and in Brad's case, bad law is not law. You see, people seem to have it in their minds. Just words on paper. Exactly, and and at the time when I was a kid, and and Ian and I were talking about this, everybody off the air, you you get this idea that well, it's the law. And and you have this strange. Yeah, I wonder how we get that idea. Yes, you get Government this. School? You get this repeated battering from people that tell you the law is the law, and somehow it it is connected with order. But order comes apart from the law, and supposedly the laws that are written are only supposed to be written in order to codify what the order already is that people have come up with themselves. Ergo, you don't need to have the laws written down right. because the order has already been established in society apart from government. Natural law should be self-evident to Precisely. anybody who's not a psychopath uh, nut, nut job. Right, and everybody always wondered about the British common law when I was younger. You talk to them about the British common law, and they're like, well, how is that possible? It's not, it's not, it's not written by the government. It's like, well, that's the point. Society came up with its own rules for interaction. It didn't need politicians to come up with the rules. And once they started to give it to politicians to write them down, the politicians started to write other rules. Hence, yep. Lex Mala, Lex Nulla, and Brad Jardis is doing precisely the right thing, and Leap is wrong. They to sure say are. that it's immoral and unethical to, 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 to resist upholding bad law? That's what they're saying. It's, That's it's the official position of law enforcement against prohibition. And now you understand why so many of our listeners are very upset about absolutely. this. Absolutely. We, as I mentioned, we mentioned this on our Saturday night show, which of course we have a larger audience on Saturday nights, much larger. Uh, we got more stations. Yeah. Uh, we had a guy call in from South Carolina, our FM affiliate there, WSCFM, and he is a law enforcement officer who's called the show before. Mm. He said that this week. He will be turning in his resignation from law enforcement against prohibition. Wow. He is a member. He's one of those quiet members who's not a speaker. He's just quietly a member of the organization. Yeah, yeah. And he let us know that he's going to be sending a note to them with his resignation and explaining why he's pulling out. Uh, one of the uh, We've got a jail guard that hangs out on some of the New Hampshire Liberty Forums. He doesn't live in New Hampshire yet, but he's a free stater. Yeah. He is also withdrawing his membership 
from law enforcement against prohibition. Regular folks that are not law enforcement officers are also withdrawing their memberships or their support of law enforcement against prohibition. People are pulling out of their Facebook group. They're sending emails to the board of directors saying this is outrageous. Yes. You know, how dare you not stand behind the one officer who has the courage to actually not just say the right things, because leaps great about saying the right things yes. about prohibition, about ending prohibition and the insane war on drugs. But Brad Jardis did something. He was willing to actually refuse to enforce a, uh, a bad law, and they scurried away. But he's got more rationale, so let me continue the, uh, the email yes, here. Sir. So that would be unethical and wrong. What we do call on them for is to take action on their off-duty time to help us change those laws. Because you have so blatantly stepped over that line, your actions have caused people to lose respect for our organization. (laughs) Who? Oh, what, statists? People that uh, are not interested necessarily in your organization's position of ending prohibition. I mean, because it seems like a lot of people have lost respect for your organization now as a result of kicking out Brad Jardis. That's precisely it. When you're a hypocrite, you don't get respect. When you stick to your principle, then you get respect. It leads to a loss of credibility within the public, the media, and the policymakers, the very people whom we are trying to convince to change these laws. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know we're going to a break, Ian, but that that was the very thing that Brad used to run into with people who used to look and say, Brad, you know, you're still a cop and you're upholding these rules. And Brad, listen to them. Let's dig into it here in a moment. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson is now available at swordmovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available in a two-disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit swordmovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force FX lightsabers from Hasbro. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Garth. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features are free. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Head on over there and get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month. Now, remember, the website's free. You get all the archives, the webcam, all that stuff. That's all free. Uh, this is just if you really appreciate the program and you want to help us, for instance, get on more radio stations around the country and bring more Internet listeners on board and expose new people to radical ideas like not enforcing bad laws. I'm sorry. <laughs> that has to, Apparently, that has to be radical these days, that whole concept. Uh, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. You'll get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only uh, forum, and more. In fact, Brad Jardis, the man we've been talking about all hour long here, he is a longtime Free Talk Live amplifier. So and thank it's you, awesome. Brad. And, and being here in the studio, I know I see how it works. The the amp line, people call in, boom, Ian's right on it, and they they're they're first up. It's great. Well, actually, that's not true. Well, almost. It just depends on when you can get to the Yeah, it, it all depends. But it's a special line just for amplifiers. I love it. Yeah, that's it's what great. it is. Uh, we, we take calls based on a variety of factors here. So we, we don't promise anything is first except for lady listeners. 
They Uh are first. Well, I like that policy a lot. All right. So we are sharing with you the exodus of one Brad Jardis, the most heroic cop in America, in my opinion, uh, from the Law Enforcement Against Prohibition organization, an organization I used to have a lot of respect for, until I read this email from Executive Director Jack Cole, someone who we've had on this program in the past. He was, you know, nice enough, but then again, a lot of law enforcement officers are, are very nice. If even though they're very confused. And I think that's what uh, the problem is here. And it's a problem that many law enforcement officers across the country suffer from. So I don't blame Jack Cole specifically for this. This is a uh, a problem that is all is just widespread. The mentality that in order to be a good law enforcement officer, you can't question anything and you certainly can't refuse to uh, to enforce bad laws. Which is essentially what law enforcement against prohibition is saying. They're saying, on one hand, Brad, you could speak out against the war on drugs, but during your off time, during your on-duty time, you need to be cracking heads. You need to be cracking down on it's people. Ridiculous. You need to be following the orders no matter what they are, because to not follow all of the so-called laws, and what we're talking about means, when, when, when they say law, they mean the statutes. Yes. They mean, they mean the, uh, the words on paper that have been written down by the people calling themselves the legislature. Brad Jardis had announced that he wanted to begin following natural law, beginning of it. Now, he didn't go all the way and say, I wasn't going to enforce any drug laws. He said, I'm not going to enforce the, uh, the I'm not going to arrest any medical marijuana users. Sure. That's the right thing to do. Right. He made a, a moral stand and, and said, this is wrong what uh, these police are doing. And it's a violation. Not only is it wrong, it's a violation of their oath to the Constitution. And since that's what he swore, he's going to uphold his oath to the Constitution and actually protect and serve the people that he was sworn to do that. Absolutely. Now it's he's almost, been booted out. It's almost like a case of, of the emperor's new clothes here because to me if you're a law enforcement officer and you are saying publicly that these laws are wrong and yet you're still enforcing the laws there's a cognitive dissonance there that would cause you incredible psychic trauma i mean to me it would just be very difficult to go into work every day Mm -hmm. and know that everybody knows that you oppose these laws and yet you're still bringing people in to, to ruin their lives because of the laws. I, I don't understand it. To me, that would be exactly like what you said. It would be akin, akin to a, 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 a German soldier going out and arresting a Jew or a gypsy and saying, well, you know, I really don't want to do this as as the cuffs are being put on. They're being walked away at gunpoint. And what that does, what that must do to somebody on the inside has to be very, oh, very difficult yeah. to deal with. In fact, I happen to know that uh, Brad has been on, up until recently... One of those anti-anxiety or anti-depressant uh, products, I don't, I don't recall exactly, like Effexor or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he announced on his Facebook profile a few weeks back that he was quitting cold turkey. He's quitting taking this, right. uh, this stuff, yeah. which I thought was just amazing. And, and yeah. again, it's just this, this continued journey that, uh, that he has been on, this, uh, this amazing odyssey. Let me wrap up this email here from, uh, from Jack Cole, the executive director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, this... Uh, this just sad bootlicking uh, email on uh, Jack Cole's part here where they're explaining why they're getting rid of the one cop they had uh, within the United States 
the one on-duty cop, at least that I'm aware of, maybe they've got another one by now. I've, I keep hearing that there's another one out there somewhere, but I heard he was in Canada or something like that. So uh, so they get rid of the one cop they have with the courage to actually do the right thing instead of just talking about doing the right, right. thing. Most of the, the law enforcement against prohibition guys, and again, they deserve praise for what they do, but they also deserve to be critiqued for what they've done wrong here. And uh, what they do right is talk about ending prohibition, but what they do wrong is just talk about it. They could go further with it if they wanted to. Anyway, Jack Cole says that, uh, that you blatantly stepped over the line. You've caused uh, Your actions have caused people to lose respect for our organization, which leads to a loss of our credibility within the public, the media, the policymakers, the very people whom we are trying to convince to change these laws. The executive board was made aware of your actions on January 22nd. And, in fact, this email was, uh, I think, dated on Saturday, so they, came fast. they acted fast. Uh, they were unanimous in their decision that you must no longer represent law enforcement against prohibition while espousing this belief. As executive director of LEAP, I am therefore notifying you that effective immediately you are to stop referring to yourself as a speaker for or member of law enforcement against prohibition in your publications, interviews, and public or private addresses. Sincerely, Jack A. Cole, executive director, law enforcement against prohibition. Pretty strong words. Boy, that is uh, unfortunate, very unfortunate. And I like the way that you describe it, Ian, to say, look, you know, they have done good work in the past, but they deserve to be critiqued here. Um, uh, because, you know, I respected the people from Leap. Uh, we had some slight dif- disagreements as to the final outcome that they were shooting for, for mm-hmm. which they were shooting. Uh, and Jack Cole uh, was not all the way over towards my side of the fence, which is complete anti-government. Uh, but... To see the way that they're doing this, there's so many inherent contradictions in what they're saying here uh, that just anyone reading that letter without knowing anything about Leap would say, well, what are they talking about? How can I respect what this man is saying? I, I don't know if anyone would, uh, guard because there's a there are a lot of Americans out there with this law and order mentality that the law is the law and the law is therefore right. And so uh, whatever the law says, right. if you don't do what the law says, especially as a law enforcement officer, then you must be wrong. Absolutely. And this is the mentality, and it needs to be corrected. And you had mentioned uh, during one of the, uh, the breaks when I told you what was going on that you thought that Brad or some of the others that also believe uh, the same as Brad, because he's not the only one. Once they kicked him out, other law enforcement officers who supported him have yeah. now started leaving the organization. That's People, good. it's it's an exodus now from yeah. uh, from law enforcement against prohibition. Uh, so so basically, uh, the, these people are getting out, and they're going to need something to do. I mean, they're still people with great principles. They're people with uh, with courage. They're willing to uh, to come out against this war on drugs. It's time for a new organization to uh, to spring up. And I don't know if they're going to do it. I don't know what's going to happen next. But now that Brad Jardis is no longer with law enforcement, as of today, as of this evening, apparently, uh, he has resigned from law enforcement. So it's been a whirlwind, you know, <laughs> you know 72 hours it, here. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's it's just in the past couple hours here what's been going on. As as you pointed out, his Facebook status changing. Looks like he has resigned as a law enforcement officer. Uh, he's making some decisions. Obviously, as you mentioned at the beginning of the program, uh, he can't talk about some of these things because of outstanding legal battles and things that are going on. He's he's holding back right now from commenting on mm-hmm. these. So we're we're discussing this perhaps on his behalf, perhaps because we're interested in it and we we admire what he's been doing. And, you know, what gets me is let's say you've got an organization like Leap. Let's say you're Jack Cole and you've got your board of directors there, right? 
Now, if unanimously, by the way, they voted unanimously. Okay, and 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 you know, we haven't heard their argument, but let's say their argument is presented in this letter that they gave to Brad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say it undercuts the uh, the image that they have with policymakers, and I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, uh, but politicians for politicians, exactly. Now, in my eyes. If you're forming an organization that wants to try to repeal the prohibitions against drugs, mm-hmm. uh, the the very argument that they're making here is, well, you can be a former officer and speak out against the law, the the war on drugs. You can be an officer and speak out against the war on drugs, but you can't actually resist the laws, even though we know implicitly police officers don't enforce laws. Every day. So to me, it would be better if you were this organization to say, no, be explicit. Tell them outright you won't enforce these laws. Do that. Why Leap took that position, I don't know. It's just a standard law enforcement position, Guard. It doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, the psychology doesn't. You're right. There's more coming up here. Uh, You're welcome to uh, jump in with your thoughts on this or anything you want to talk about. Hour 2 is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the second hour of the program tonight. It's Ian with you. And Guard. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. By the way, Free Talk Live brought to you by startpage.com and their seven-day challenge for seven days Use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, and unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. Again, startpage.com. As we get uh, kicking off this second hour of the program, I'm going to continue our discussion from the first hour for those of you just tuning in. If you are longtime listeners of Free Talk Live, you've likely heard us talking to a man named Brad Jardis in the past on this program. He is formerly of law enforcement against prohibition. He was a cop, an on-duty cop, and I say was because he just resigned from being an on-duty cop this afternoon. He was an on-duty cop, the only on-duty cop in the country to have the courage to come out against the war on drugs. Not only that, down the line, he came out and made the statement that he was no longer going to enforce uh, the, uh, the, the, the drug laws against medical cannabis users. 
And uh, it was because of that statement that law enforcement against prohibition removed him from their membership, removed him from their ranks. No longer are, is he allowed to associate himself with law enforcement against prohibition. Yeah, I dare say, Ian, uh, this is probably the national program, the single national program that is covering this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, anywhere. Yep. Yeah. This is this is a huge, huge story. And Brad deserves. I mean, the, we've spent this entire show so far talking absolutely. about Brad and what he and his path and the you know the journey that he's been on from kind of. You know, standard law enforcement officer to law enforcement officer who, uh, you know, understood, learns and understands that uh, the war on drugs is a, a, a terrible thing. And, and maybe he's already maybe he's always known that. I didn't know him back when he started in law enforcement, which was over sure. a decade ago, by the way. Yeah. So he's he's not a total noob officer. He's not yeah. a, a, a rookie yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, going to the point of not only becoming uh, being out against the war on drugs, but also refusing beginning the process of refusing to enforce bad laws against uh, peaceful people, which was truly heroic and truly brave. Yeah, I, I don't it's, it's even know what to It's a level of courage and bravery yeah. that most police officers only wish they could experience. They wish they could carry Brad Jardis' jockstrap. This is their, his level of courage is the fantasy level of courage that they wish they had. That's exactly right. Uh, let's go to Andrew listening in New Hampshire. I want to get your responses on this. Because we've pretty much uh, been through the details at this point. I mean, he's been kicked out of law enforcement against prohibition. He just today resigned from law enforcement. Andrew, uh, are you uh, Brad's buddy, Andrew? Or a different... I am indeed. Uh, okay. Uh, good good friends with Brad. You guys go back all the way to uh, Explorer School, right? Uh, like the, the high school program for law enforcement? Uh, that's correct. Uh, that's actually when I first met Brad when he was a new officer. Uh, coincidentally, in Epping, where he just resigned from. And so we became friends after that. And, uh, you know, he's uh, one of my best friends. And, you know, I, all that you have said about him to, tonight, you know, I, I would say is, uh, is, is dead on. I, he, he's progressed slowly over the years to uh, embrace liberty and try to stick up for what he believes in. And, you know, I, I think the... The town did him a disservice, but I also think uh, Leaf did him a huge disservice and a disservice to themselves. Yes, that absolutely. is absolutely right. Yes, I can tell and, you uh, one thing. I can tell you one thing. It's going to be very difficult for Leap to get back into New Hampshire to speak. That's for darn well, sure. Well, they already have speakers. They have other people that that speak for them in New Hampshire. They've got a, a jail superintendent and yeah. I think well, I, what I mean is uh, like official. You know, sign-ups for different things within the Free State Project community and things like that. Oh, yeah, they will be yeah, within shunned. the Liberty community. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, the shunning has already begun with people withdrawing from their Facebook uh, profile, the, the the LEAP profile, yeah. sending emails to the board of directors uh, to inform them of how upset they are about this decision they made. And I was talking with Brad, and he had said that he was a little concerned. He didn't want to, he didn't want to, to punish LEAP, but on the other hand, he understood what I pointed out was that uh, this is a legitimate market function. We're not doing this to uh, to punish Leap, we're doing this to show them that what they've done is has made them. You know, they've punished themselves. Exactly. They, they chose to make this um, this this move, which they could undo. The they could they could they email Brad back and say, "Boy, did we make a mistake? We're so sorry. We're going to change our policy. Leap is now in favor of not enforcing bad laws." I mean, they could change that's, it, uh, and then people would rush behind right. them again and support them again. Uh, but it's it's completely legitimate for people that did support Leap to withdraw their support and to let them know why they're withdrawing their support because they didn't 
stand behind the one cop that had the balls, the courage to uh, to refuse to enforce a, a bad law. Yeah, that's correct. And um, I, I like other people, uh, wrote an open letter to them, which I also sent to them, uh, expressing my uh, extreme extreme displeasure with their decision to remove Brad as a speaker and as a member. I was actually going to um, read your uh, your email because I thought it was uh, I thought it was excellent. Excellent. I mean, do you want me to read it? <laughs> if you want, it's up to you. Um, yeah, I'll. Uh, it continues ongoing. Uh, Brad is my best friend and the person who introduced me to your organization. I was impressed at the collection of retired law enforcement and judicial officers who have come out against drug prohibition. I was and continue to be encouraged by your organization's goal of educating people on the true cost and unintended consequences of the so-called war on drugs. However, I'm outraged that your organization would have, have the audacity to claim that Brad has violated his oath of office. Um, and it goes on to talk about the oath of office and reference it. Um, I am at a loss to understand where in the oath it requires Brad to, quote, enforce all the laws of the federal and state governments in which your police department has jurisdiction, end quote. As a practical matter, it is impossible for Brad to enforce all laws, as it would require leaps and gesticulating of monumental proportions. Additionally, you and your organization show from your decision an email that a police officer should blindly enforce via arrest a criminal drug statute against sick persons because to do otherwise would violate his oath. That is cruel and antithetical to what government is alleged to exist for, protecting right, persons' rights and property. If a police officer has to decide whether his actions are against the Constitution or to follow a statute, I want him or her to decide in favor of the Constitution and the rights of uh, the people every time. Police officers... Right, I'm sorry to interrupt, but who are they here yeah. to serve and protect, right? I mean... Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what this that's is exactly about. Exactly it. You, you you guys just picked up on one of the key things, and it, and it goes back to that example that Ian brought up about Nazi Germany. You're either there to serve and protect the people in your community, the people who comprise society, or you're here to serve and protect the arbitrary whim of government. And what you're what you're reading right now, and what Ian has said before, and what so many people in New Hampshire and elsewhere around the country hearing this now are going to do for leap is. It's not so much punitive, it could be seen that way, as a learning experience. In the marketplace, you get carrots and sticks, and they are going to get some sticks now. Yes, and, and they deserve it. And this is the way it. it works. Now, if they want to change and prosper, they can do so. And this will be the example. Go ahead, Andrew. Um, police officers in those situations should not have to wait until a, uh, a police uh, should not have to wait until a case makes its way through the courts uh, to the highest court so that the collection of people say whether or not a police officer's actions were against the Constitution. To claim that there has to be a d- judicial declaration of unconstitutionality before a police officer can decide not to enforce the law is one of the main reasons I can no longer support your organization. Leap and its leadership show that it is no better than the police support police departments that try to expel your members when they publicly speak out against drug prohibition. Give your honest public opinion and be squashed like a bug. Why don't more employed law enforcement officers openly join your organization? Because of the same persons you all used to be or work for and with. Those who stand to benefit the state and government by continuing the farce of the war on drugs. Um, If you honestly think Brad has violated his oath, and I said that they should submit a petition so that is he could be dismissed, but that's kind of out the window now. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Go ahead. I hope that you and your organization come to the opinion someday that blindly enforcing criminal and other statutes is not a quality that should be instilled in law enforcement and other officials in the criminal justice system. I eagerly await the leadership of LEAP to change the tune regarding your avocation of automaton policing. Thank you, Andrew, for that. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. I eagerly await it as well. I hope they do change their position. Otherwise, I hope a bunch of people uh, jump ship and start a new organization. Free Talk Live. Do you remember the old Libertarian Party back when it was centered around the non-aggression principle? The LP used to serve as an educational vehicle, turning the public on to liberty through the electoral process and bringing activists together to further their own understanding of the philosophy. It was also the main feeder organization for the larger movement. We want to bring that LP back. Join the Libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party and help restore the party of principle. Visit TakeBackTheLP.info. That's TakeBackTheLP.info. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. Dan Gar. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And those features include our bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all over at bbs.freetalklive.com. And it's free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. How would you like to intern in film and alternative media? And if you are a uh, of college age, you may do this uh, through the IHS Production Internship Program. It offers paid internships at production companies making films, documentaries, online video programs, and more. The program includes a week-long interdisciplinary IHS seminar, a stipend, and a housing allowance. Applicants at all levels of experience are encouraged to apply. Placements available during the summer and fall, and you can apply for summer placement by February 15th. So you got uh, just... Just over a couple weeks left to, uh, to get on board. Get on top of it, the IHS, and uh, and what is the website once more, Ian? I actually didn't give it yet. Uh, libertarianinternships.com. That's libertarianinternships.com. I got one of those you did. internships. That's how I got my start in television script writing. No so kidding. So I know about that system, and it is awesome. Oh, that's great. I didn't even know they were around uh, up until a few years back when we first heard about it here on the show. So. Can't beat the IHS when it comes to getting people squeaking into media outlets. It's awesome. In fact, almost everybody who works for John Stossel is a former intern thanks great. to the IHS. Yeah. I've seen his new show, by the way. And it's, yeah, it's pretty uh, cool. I've only seen one episode, but I've heard that the others have been good, too. The first one was decent, yeah. and uh, I look forward to seeing more. Yeah. All right, so we're talking about Brad Jardis, uh, formerly of law enforcement against prohibition, formerly the only cop in America, the only on-duty cop in America to be out against the war on drugs. He took some heat. Man, has he been on an odyssey because of his beliefs, because he's been honest about his beliefs, because he's come out of the the, the closet, so to speak, as somebody who's against prohibition, as somebody who's in favor of uh, getting drugs out of the hands of criminals and actually putting them back into uh, the marketplace, uh, the, the so-called free market. And uh, Brad has, has been a hero of mine since I first found out about him, and, and over time, as I've learned more about him and gotten to know him, uh, he's only become more of a hero of mine. He really is a courageous guy. Uh, he resigned from the police department today. He was kicked out of law enforcement against prohibition over the weekend because he dared, dared have the audacity to say he was not going to enforce the drug laws against medical cannabis users. 
It's not even the most radical of statements that he could have made. Yeah. But from the the establishment position of we must enforce all laws without thinking, whatever we are told, we must enforce. I mean, this is their it's position. Truly it's truly robotic. robotic. Yes. And uh, so I've got a request in, as I mentioned before, to law enforcement against prohibition, asking them to get somebody from the board of directors who voted unanimously to eject Brad Jardis from their organization to come on this program and talk about their policy because they've got an exodus on their hands. There are people who are pulling out of their Facebook profile, their fan page there. People are sending emails. We just heard from Andrew, one of Brad's best friends from back in Police Explorers Academy. Uh, He wrote Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, law enforcement officers from around the country are pulling their memberships from law enforcement against prohibition there will be another one that will form up to to rival leap because of this i just want to share some more of your comments there's a thread over at the free keen forum here of course we'd love to hear from you by phone at 800-259-9231 it's uh the thread in which he explains his constitutional reasoning for refusing to enforce medical mar- or to reforce enforce drug laws against medical marijuana users that's where people began to post uh, what they've been saying to the board of directors and Jack Cole over at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. This one from Kevin Dean in New Hampshire. Dear Jack, it came to my attention this morning that Law Enforcement Against Prohibition supporter and Speaker Bradley Jardis has been forbidden from representation of himself as a member of spe- a member and Speaker of LEAP. More specifically, it was in regard to a comment Brad made along the lines of my oath to the New Hampshire Constitution forbids me to enforce laws against medical marijuana users. Your statement to Brad was that LEAP does not advocate the violation of the law in order to meet its goals. I have two opinions on this stance, and I'd like to share them both with you. The first is that Brad did not claim he simply would not enforce the drug law. He specifically states that his oath to the Constitution which is the highest law in the state, was in direct conflict with his oath to enforce statutory law. In fact, I would argue that Brad's stance makes him the only on-duty officer willing to actually regard the law in its entirety when engaged in his duties as a New Hampshire peace officer. My second position, well, maybe he's not the only one, but he's the only one publicly. As we pointed out, there are plenty of law enforcement officers who will use discretion and will not enforce the laws, but that's private. Right. They're not around any of their bosses at the times at which they're using discretion. I'm particularly bothered by this implicit, explicit uh, contrast that they have. Uh, this is, this is to me, very hypocritical. My second position, says Kevin, on Brad's stance more or less comes down to this. The drug war has been waged for decades, indeed longer than I've been alive. The courts have repeatedly ruled that, drug war, uh, that the drug war and penalties against peaceful people are legal – even after hundreds of challenges in various states and districts across the nation, just as slavery was one statutory law permitted by the Supreme Court's interpretation of the law, just as Jim Crow laws and segregation were permitted, upheld, and even enforced by the various states themselves. Today, very few people would argue that these laws are ethical or were ethical, just, and even fewer would argue that those laws were even legal. The common thread between the end of slavery, segregation, and the drug war is that there are issues that will not simply be dealt with via trials and juries. Indeed, in order to make lasting change, civil disobedience is needed, and it is vital. It truly shames me that an organization I have lauded and encouraged people to support have decided to turn their backs on the mission of protecting peaceful people in order to uphold the very unethical laws the organization exists to resist. 
Having a background in criminal justice and having formerly been in the employ of the state of Michigan's Department of Juvenile Justice, effective today, I withdraw my support from law enforcement against prohibition and will vehemently encourage others to do so as well. 1-800, yeah. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. And if what we're seeing on this thread on the Free Keen Forum is a fraction of what's being sent to the folks at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, they have to be taking notice oh, of this. they've got to. And and one of the things that I hope they might consider is they, they often speak, and Jack Cole often speaks, about how they want to protect the community, and they know that money and time is wasted on the drug-supposed war. Mm-hmm. And yet... Here we have a man in Brad Jardis who wants to spend the bulk of his time trying to uphold the laws that actually are written to protect people rather than to aggress against them and take their stuff. That's why he got into the business of law enforcement. And there are so many other police officers who do this, and they know that these drug laws are a dead weight on them. Absolutely. What are they doing? Uh, I don't understand how law enforcement against prohibition – can can actually say that they are in favor of enforcement of proper laws that protect people and they are against these bad laws that do not protect people and aggress against them and gouge them and take their property and at the same time to try to try to knock out Brad Jardis who embodies the very spirit of what they stand for. Let the police do what they're supposed to do based on the original concept of the small governments that we used to have. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe you want to call and defend Leap. (laughs) We'd love to hear that. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Gar. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. We've got live streams over there, broadband version of the show, dial-up version. We've got a webcam and listen lines. It's all free for you. Just head over to listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen dot freetalklive.com critical thinking question why would something that is so good for us like public education need to be imposed on us with the use of force and funded by the use of force maybe something else is going on school sucks podcast is a show about the end of government education visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more that's schoolsucksproject.com And this is where the government schools, this is where a lot of this confusion is generated. This is where this misunderstanding that we're seeing just splayed in full view for everyone to uh, to observe with this folks over at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. It's one of the, uh, the, the the sources of this is the indoctrination that goes on in the government education uh, system, the government schools, where kids are indoctrinated with the belief that the law is the law. You know, this is a nation of laws, 
You have to obey the law, no matter what the law says. The police are your friends, except when you break the law, then they're going to come after you. And, you know, the, 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 the mentality that the police have been showing, especially the, the former cops that are heading up law enforcement against prohibition who kicked our friend Brad Jardis out over the weekend because he dared to make the statement that he was going to honor his oath to the Constitution and his oath to protect and serve the people, not the politicians – that he was going to honor that by refusing to enforce uh, marijuana laws against medical marijuana users. Not the most uh, principled of statements, but for a police officer to say something like that, it has shaken the core of uh, the folks over at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. They unanimously voted to boot him out over this weekend, and it's because of this mentality, this blind obedience mentality that is inculcated in government schools. That's where, in my opinion, that's where this comes from. That it's right to obey the law, no matter what the law says. And we, if we can get one of these law enforcement against prohibition guys on the show, we are going to hold them to the uh, their feet to the flames on this and ask them straight out: Would they have taken Jews and put them in uh, internment camps in the in the nineteen uh, you know back in the World War II times? And, you know, this is this is a very interesting point to bring up because their rationale seems to be. Well, we don't want to be seen as undercutting the law as it stands now. We want to be seen as trying to change policy. We don't want to be seen as reckless people in the law enforcement community who can't be counted on to to enforce all the laws. And, of course, everybody knows that they can't enforce the laws. We've mentioned it numerous times here. Everybody knows that. It's impossible. We can't even know them all. Exactly. So what what they seem to be doing here, Ian, to mix it in with the, the, with the, uh, the Nazi uh, – metaphor or or even a soviet metaphor or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. to say well we've got a greater good we're serving here what we're doing really is we're going to change the policies in the long run by trying to maintain an image that we don't want to bring down the laws as they are now we just want to change them in the future but look every day you have people whose lives are being destroyed by these laws that's what they'll tell you they'll even tell that to you exactly and so to say 1.5 million people arrested last year alone for drugs so to 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 translate it into if you are marching some minority group into cattle cars and you've got a group of people who are continuing to march them in there, but they, they're part of an organization that says, well, you know, we don't think it's really right to do this. Th- these are lives that are being affected now. And this is time that's being taken away from real police work mm-hmm. that could be used to actually try to help people under this government paradigm. Which Solve crimes involving a victim. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'd much rather see it under a private system be much more addressable. And then you wouldn't have these problems. What what bravery? I mean, th- th- there's no bravery out there with these police officers. If you were yeah. truly brave and truly courageous, you'd stand up for what you believe in rather than just talking about it. I mean, but it's great me, that they talk. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's where it starts. But then when someone wants to take the next step from talking into action, he's punished for it. Brad, and it's never easy being on the leading edge. It never is. And, you know, Brad and I have talked about this. And thank goodness he's willing to, to do this stuff because he is setting an example. He is stepping out of the prescription boundaries, and he's doing what so many other law enforcement officers probably wish that they could do, Absolutely. and I hope that they follow in his footsteps. He should be proud of what he's done. Uh, Absolutely and, and this right. Is, this is a, a dramatic moment in law enforcement history in the United States. I mean, if you've got, for example, fugitive slave laws, okay? The fugitive slave laws in the 1800s dictated that a runaway slave, if captured in the North, should be returned to the South. Mm-hmm. Now, 
we look at those people who resisted enforcing that law as heroic. Harriet Tubman talked about in all the history books. Absolutely. Any and she police was. officer, you see a movie where where the sheriff finds a group of runaway slaves in a in a cellar or hidden behind walls or anything like that because mm-hmm. they there's a house in my town my friend used to live in it they had fake walls they'd move from room to room it was mm-hmm. a house on the underground railroad those people were heroic they were breaking the law that's right and they would have been punished if they'd been caught exactly and so you see these movies where a cop lets guys go like yeah it gets you right in the gut because you know that that is doing the right thing thing. there is something inherent in many people they and that's why society can hold together without government because they know what's right and those people who don't act right they exclude they shun let's go to the phone calls here uh renee is on the line in australia you're on free talk live good eyes huh hello sir how are you Hey, hey super what's on your mind tonight Mate, I've uh, just been listening to you guys talking about this officer that's just actually come clean and wanted to do the right thing, and it's all great and fantastic. Yeah. And it really brings tears to my eyes. It is actually great to see that somebody in America stands up for the Constitution and says, hey, guys, enough is enough. Yeah, and, and you I'll know... I'll just tell you. Yeah? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, you know what's interesting is uh, what what I like is he stands up to his oath to the Constitution. Now, I have some problems with the Constitution. I don't think it goes far enough in protecting my liberty, but I like the fact that a man is operating honestly in his life, and that is just impressive. I am just surprised that you guys are still there without wearing any Kevlar vest <laughs> talking about the topics that you guys talk about. And uh, let me just tell you that I am just uh, absolutely blown away to just to see and hear that there are two very brainy, very brave, clever guys in America talking about the topics that you do and that you are still around. And you have not been suicided yet. Yeah, it is amazing. Sometimes I am amazed that I'm able to come back in here night after night and uh, and do the program. And I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful to anybody that, uh, that takes the time, the time to listen. And what's most interesting is if they had, and they've known, that when I say they, I mean the government people, they have known about Free Talk Live they, for a while yeah. now. Uh, had they taken us out years ago, it would have been a much quieter uh, thing. It would have been much easier for them to do. Now if they were to go after one or the other, or all Free Talk Live hosts, it, word's going to get out, and it's going to be uh, an S-storm for, uh, for, the, for the state. So mm-hmm. the longer they wait at doing something like that, the more challenging and difficult it becomes for them. You bet. Now, let me just tell you one thing from Australia that, yes, uh, uh, about marijuana. Sure. Um, in Australia, we have uh, a territory called the, uh, of course, we've got states, and we've got uh, two territories. We've got the Northern Territory, all the crocodiles and Darwin and all the rest of them. Right. We've got the... Australian Capital Territory, which is the capital territory of Canberra, where the government resides. It's a very small territory. It's almost like a little, uh, you know, city within a city or a state within a state. Mm -hmm. And this is the particular place where all the government bureaucrats reside. And this this happens to be the only territory where marijuana has been legalized. So it's been legalized. Within it's the capital, it's, it's, it's legalized in the capital. We all, where all the government bureaucrats tend to reside, and all their daughters and all their sons, huh. because if they do get busted for smoking a bit of, 
you know. Amazing. Uh, as you do. Everybody smokes a bit. As they right? do. As they do. I remember there was a story. And thank you for the call, Renee. I appreciate hearing from you. There was a story about the the, the son of the Miami chief of police or something like that. One of the, the Florida cops got popped with hundreds of pounds of marijuana. And there's so many stories about politically connected kids, teenagers or whatever, 20-somethings, that get popped and then things just kind of dissipate and go away. It's Free Talk Live. Take control. Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial on in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here. And Guard. And we'll take your calls about whatever you want if you dial in at 800-259-9231. By the way, Gardner, your website is libertyconspiracy.com. What will people find when they go there? Well, thank you for asking, Ian. They'll find <laughs> Rice-A-Roni, the San Francisco treat. They'll also get the Spiral Slicer. Uh, we have our our embedded player for all the audios that I produce and others produce who are members of the conspiracy. Uh, they'll find skits that uh, are hopefully very humorous. Uh, no, wait a minute. You don't have to actually be a member of the conspiracy to listen to them. No, that's absolutely true. Uh, what we have is, uh, as you have people contribute, we have people contribute, and uh, we always turn to those folks uh, first if they are interested in producing something or having something read. Uh, I will try to do that for them. Uh, we do song versus song. We try to do this as often as possible, where we have two conspirators pit their favorite song against the other, and then we have votes on the website to see which song they like best. And It's, it's really crazy. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we have news, of course, that, that is updated and posted, and people do blogs, and we have our forum. But the key things there are the audios and the forum and the news. And it's the, uh, the forum is also for anyone? Yep, for anyone. Okay, cool. Yes, sir. So yes, you can go to libertyconspiracy.com, get more of Gardner Goldsmith. He's got his own podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to it, libertyconspiracy.com. As we continue, uh, we'll take your calls. We've been talking all night so far, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get to something else here, maybe an hour, uh, hour three. We've got other things to do, uh, to discuss. But we've been talking about the Brad Jardis situation. He's a law enforcement officer, was a law enforcement officer, actually just resigned his position today. Uh, but before today, he was the only law enforcement officer, on-duty law enforcement officer, who was publicly out against the war on drugs. He's been dumped from law enforcement against prohibition, which I previously had supported and now I'm very upset with. And I'm not the only one. Hopefully we'll be able to get one of their representatives on the show to try to uh, somehow explain themselves out of this box they've uh, put themselves in and this embarrassing position on their organization's part that says that our officers should be enforcing the law no matter what it says. It's just basically their position because if we don't enforce the law no matter what it says, then the politicians won't res- uh, respect us. And we need the politicians to respect us because we have to beg them in order to change the laws. Yeah. Well, what if you just stopped enforcing bad laws? Then you wouldn't have to beg anybody. That then you could go to the politicians idea. and say, the hell with your laws. We're going to only be enforcing laws that have actual victims. We're going to look into more rapes. We're going to look into more murders and arsons and uh, and uh, property destruction. The hell with your drug pro. Prohibition. That Precisely. would that would end it right there if they had the courage to do that, but they don't. Put you on the board of leap. I mean, their rationale is sort of like, well, we don't want to upset the massa, 
That's what it is. Yeah, we're on the slave plantation, and uh, their former uh, whip, uh, you know, their former guys that had the whips on the slave plantation, and now you know they they don't want to upset Massa, even though it's not gonna it's not gonna affect them. Most of law enforcement yeah. against prohibition, a bunch of retired cops. Yeah, they've done fine. Uh, anyway, let's continue with your calls. Todd, he's on the line in Michigan on the amp line. Hello, Todd. Hey, Ian Gerd, what's going on, guys? On your mind, Todd. Well, you know, I, w- I I've been listening to this whole discussion about leave. And, you know, I'm really disappointed in Lieb. I, uh, I find this really disgusting what Lieb did to Brad. I, you know, I don't know Brad personally, um, but I will tell you right now, um, just whenever you get a chance, give my regards to Brad, uh, over this whole thing. But, you I'm know, sure what he's really listening. is, what, what's really, really upsetting about this is that they just basically, decided to throw him under the bus over the situation regarding his status, you know, in his, in his department. And they said, you know what, we're not going to stand behind you. We're going to throw the book at you. We're going to, you know, push you aside. Goodbye. Shoe. Fly. We don't need you. Done. And I felt that uh, this mentality of, of leap is ridiculous. Yeah. What, it- what, really, cons- what really concerns me is I wonder, I wonder if uh, the members of Leap have been noticing some uh, some of these actions being taken by Leap for quite a while. I mean, I wonder if Leap has been slowly converting from an anti-drug war organization to possibly a, a pro-drug war organization. No, 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 no. Now this, I can't say that I'm I'm shocked. I, I can't say that I'm surprised by their position. Leap has always been a very by-the-book law enforcement uh, organization that is run by former law enforcement officers. So it doesn't shock me or surprise me that they have this very commonly found law enforcement mentality, this mindless mentality. Sense. Very so, buttoned that down. Makes, yeah, Good. that makes sense because – you know, I remember when Barry Cooper was running for uh, Congress on, on the LP ticket a few years ago. They were totally against the fact that he was, you know, um, I mean, remember when he was selling his uh, his videos yeah. on the Internet? Never and, get busted. Yeah, never get busted. And they basically had a problem with us. They did. And, know, we, and we mentioned that when it happened. And I, it wasn't as outrageous when that happened because their position at that time was more, well, we don't think that our officers should be profiting from their stances. Uh, you know, I don't think that they, they didn't think that the officers should be profiting from their stances. Which uh, I remember horribly disagree. Law enforcement but, against pers- prohibition. I agree. I, I agree with you, Todd. I think that uh, what Barry was doing was, was a fine thing. And I think it was silly for them to get rid of him. But I could that was a position I could more understand. And, you know, as a uh, as a nonprofit organization that has to appear as though it's this and that, you know, it might have seemed uh, untoward right, but, for but, Barry to be out there making profit and using I, the leap name at the same time. That made some level of more sense. But this new decision on their part is inexcusable. Well, OK, um, understood. But the thing is, is that leap is trying to take this public policy position of, well, we say we're against drug prohibition, but we don't want to support our um, officers who have decided not to obey the law. Yep. Or and they deserve um, to feel the, the feel the burn of losing membership, losing contributions. Well, not only that. Well, not only that. 
they made their peace with statism by doing that. That's so, a good point. You know, and that's the problem, though. When you get in bed with a state by saying, guess what, we're going to work with you, then you're going to have to compromise the integrity of what your organization's yep. really supposed exactly to be. Exactly right. This is what happens with politics. And Todd, thanks for the call. I appreciate you bringing that up. It's it's compromised. You've That's compromised true. your position. And how much more are they willing to compromise in order to uh, make a miniature, minuscule change in the laws? And Todd's comments bring up another thought, Ian. You know, uh, if, if you are out there trying to change people's minds, and for example, uh, we see... Uh, the propaganda that's done in government schools for teenagers. Uh, you know, they always tell us, you know, teenagers can see hypocrisy. They can see right through it, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I mean, who's going to take leap seriously if they're there saying, well, the laws are bad. Make sure you enforce the laws. We absolutely need a new organization. I'm going to sh- finish this hour up with a, an email sent to leap from law, uh, to law enforcement against prohibition from Brian Travis, also from the freekeen.com forum thread. Jack, we met at the Liberty Forum in New Hampshire a couple of years ago. I've been a fan of Leap ever since and have proudly worn the badge you gave me. It's a great conversation starter. Up until now, that is. Bradley Jardis is a friend of mine. He's also one of my heroes. He has been active in Leap and has been tireless in helping your organization show the immorality of drug prohibition. He has called for challenging laws by testifying before legislative committees and writing editorials for the newspapers here in New Hampshire. In short, Bradley is one of your best assets. While you and your retired Leo members figured out how wrong drug prohibition is after a long career enforcing those horrendous laws, Bradley is one of the very few who is brave enough to speak out why an active duty police officer and unlike you and your board of directors he's doing so before he ruins people's lives by insisting that law enforcement officers follow all of the insane drug laws can't you see that you're part of the problem while legislation could be one aspect of removing prohibition it alone has not had any noticeable effect in fact legislatures pass more laws strengthening and extending drug prohibition every year The only way to make an impact is for brave individuals like Bradley to take a stand. Bradley put his career on the line for law enforcement against prohibition, and then your board throws him away like a stale donut as soon as you get a little heat from some supporters. Shame on you, Jack, and shame on your board. I thought law enforcement against prohibition was an organization committed to changing dangerous laws and making the world a safer place. But I see you now for what you really are, just another group of cops looking for something to do in retirement. Mm. Awesome. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll keep this going as long as you want to talk about it here at 800-259-9231. I hope Dan will hang on through the news. He's calling to tell us that he actually spoke with Jack Cole today. Wow. So I want to hear what the, I hope that uh, we get to hear what he has to say about that. And uh, we'll keep you in the loop here as we find out whether or not law enforcement against prohibition will even bother coming on our airwaves to talk about this. They call me up from time to time offering me speakers, and I always have to tell them, well, we just had Brad Jardis on a few weeks ago. We're okay. We don't need your, you know, we don't need your speaker. But now I do want a speaker from Leap, so we'll see what they have to say. Hour 3 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. 
filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Free Talk Live, we're launching into the third hour of the program. You are invited, as always, to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Tonight, it's Ian with you. Vanguard. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Our number again, 800-259-9231. We're going to go right into your phone calls here for our listeners just tuning in to bring you up to speed. The entirety of the show tonight has been about one man, a man who really is an amazing person, a man who is one of my heroes and one of the most courageous people I have ever had the privilege of knowing. At first, I knew about him. I'd heard about him when I lived down in Florida. I made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people to all gather together into the uh, the same place. We've got hundreds who've moved so far. Thousands are coming. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about that. But when I moved up here, I got to meet Brad Jardis, who at the time was, uh, was an on-duty law enforcement officer, had been on duty for years, a number of years, I think eight years or so when I first met him. He's been there something like 11 years now. Today, he resigned from law enforcement. But that's not all. He was kicked out of law enforcement against prohibition. Brad Jardis, one of the reasons why he was one of my heroes and is one of my heroes is because he was an on-duty cop who was against the war on drugs publicly. He was willing to take that position and take the heat from the police that came with that position. And that, to me, was very courageous, let alone the courage he showed when he made the statement uh, about a week or so ago on Freekeen.com in a blog post where he said that he was no longer going to be in, uh, arresting mar- medical marijuana users. And, I mean, that just blew me away. And that was, that was going beyond just talking about ending prohibition, and it was actually going to taking the, one of the first of many steps that will be necessary to actually end prohibition. Instead of having the police, people like Brad going and begging politicians to end the laws so they can stop enforcing them. He just said, I'm going to stop enforcing this because it's wrong, because I swore an oath to the Constitution to do the right thing, to abide by the Constitution, and to protect these people. I'm not protecting them by arresting them and putting them in a cage. So now we've just been talking about all the different issues surrounding this and what's wrong with law enforcement against prohibition why they would so crazily eject this man from the from within their ranks and we actually have Dan on the line in New Hampshire you spoke with the executive director of law enforcement against prohibition apparently Dan is that uh, is that correct That is correct I got up today and I said I want to talk to this guy and I noticed that uh on Free Keen, uh, the copy of the email had some phone numbers there, and there was one for a home office. Yes, I... uh, all of his contact information is there. It's on the the, the post over at Free Keen, wherein we announced that he has been kicked out of law enforcement against prohibition. It's at the very bottom of the letter from Jack Cole, all of his contact info. And I thought, well, I'll call him up and see what he has to say. And, you know, I didn't want to, you know, rant on him or anything like that. I, I was really, really curious of... Uh, 
you know, what his mindset was. Of course, I had some, you know, some thoughts about it. I guess. Well, yeah, we know from his letter that he basically believes it's unethical and wrong to not enforce all the laws as currently it's recorded, which is mindless. Incredible. incredible. Yeah, well, I, you know, and, and what, what I... You know, and 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 he told me that he had uh, he had twenty people that had already sent emails about supporting Brad and what he did, and only nine or so, eight or nine, he said of of those that were supporting uh, the board's decision. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, I mean, he went in. He asked me if I was actually a member, if I had actually donated or anything. Or, it's interesting you that you mentioned. I, I, I got to say, you got to hand it to him, telling you how many he's gotten in support of Brad. Yeah, I, that's, that's that's interesting. Honest. Well, I, I think I think he's he's basically an honest guy. I you know I you know people may try to impugn him. I think uh, you know because I think he's made a bad decision. Uh, you know, I, and 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 in my conversation with him I, I let him speak and i you know i tried to be you know is is uh, uh you know reasonable with him and and he he listened to me and uh and i and i i tried to get him to realize that you know the whole business of of police and and regular people being some kind of different groups that that you know, for whatever reason, you know, operate differently or, you know, I, I tried to, I tried to, you know, say, hey, listen, on one side, we've got these jerks out there with uh, tasers and, and uh, you know, bad, you know, treatment of mm-hmm. regular people and, 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 and you know, and he, he agreed. He says, there's some real monsters out there. He says, and uh, I says, well, you know, and, and, and you know, it runs from that all the way to Brad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I says he's on the other end of the spectrum, and and he's someone that's that's trying to break down the old thin blue line, and 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 you could you know join him with that. I mean, you know, isn't it isn't it possible? I ask him that you know that this government who's shown to be <laughs> you know quite bad in a lot of ways. You know, I didn't, you know, I mean, he was a member of the government. He was the tip of the spear for his whole career, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to, you know, impugn him in that regard. But uh, I I said, you know, you've got to realize that that, that there's a a whole bunch of us out here that that are looking at police officers and seeing them as, as pretending to be something better and something you know, you know that doesn't have to uh, be connected with the rest of us, and 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 right. We and want that, more. We want more officers to behave like Brad Jardis to uh, to refuse to enforce bad laws. That's true right. heroism. Uh, we, we got into the discussion of you know every cop around is you know probably you know understands it. You know he's not going to pull over a speeder unless there's a certain number of miles an hour over that. You know, mark limit that that they will allow you to go before they actually uh, pull you over and give you a ticket. And uh, and and I says, you know, what if you know one of the officers said, uh, you know, well, I'm 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 never going to ticket anybody for you know going, uh, you know, 
less than 10 miles an hour over the marked limit or nine miles an hour or whatever. And, oh, there'd and, be outrage. And, and, you know, and yeah, and, and I said, and, you know, because we know that that exists. I mean, you know, people, people drive all the time at five or six miles an hour or, Absolutely. you know, eight miles sure. an hour over the speed limit feeling like they'll, they'll be left alone. You know, and, you know I, I just want to mention, just as judges have discretion in many of these cases, like when you go to traffic court, if they're going to bring you in, the cops have discretion. They're going to decide whether they give you a summons, a ticket, and so on. And let's say you're five or seven miles over. You go into the courtroom. The judge then has discretion. All of these people have discretion and they are supposed they to employ it yeah and and the idea that we have to somehow keep it hidden like shh quiet don't yeah. let yeah. anybody know that the emperor has no clothes is just absurd though it's ridiculous and you know what else gets me too is for anybody who's been in law enforcement and i don't want to come down like a ton of bricks on 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 jack as you said you know jack's a nice enough guy i think that their their motivation is is sound, but I think the procedure and the rules they've set up are starting to show some flaws here. And and Brad is is the example, unfortunately. But but I just wanted to say that what these guys run into, cops, if they were to not have prohibition of drugs, there would be many cops who would be alive today. That's because, absolutely true. I can't even believe these cops want to want to keep this prohibition going, which creates this violent underground drug world. Puts them in danger and puts our families all in danger. Anyway, Dan, final thoughts for us uh, with your well, conversation with Jack Cole. I, uh, I, well, it boiled down to this, that, you know, I say that, that, that there are laws that cross that line of, you know, a police officer thinking, knowing the Constitution will, if he's honorable and has, you know, press creds, he's going to speak out about it and he's going to, you know, say what Brad said. And I couldn't get him to say that there could ever be a law that that he would do that about. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for the call tonight, Dan. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll see if we can get one of their folks on this show and hold their feet to the fire. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll free 800 259 9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And card. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We have got the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of Free Talk Live. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See that for yourself. Shrine.freetalklive.com. And ladies, you can, of course, be involved in the Shrine. Get all the details, shrine.freetalklive.com. Totasack, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. I love them. They make bringing the groceries back in from the car so easy. For me, it's one trip. I can load up two Totasacks, 
full of bags and bags and bags of groceries and uh, and bring them all in. The only problem becomes fitting through the front door. You can carry so many groceries with the the Tota Sack. It's their wonderful little device made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. And you can go to totasack.com to learn more. Get yourself a family pack. Totasack, they carry more than you can. A lot more. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. We continue with your phone calls and go to, I believe we have Keith on the line in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hey, Keith. Hey, guys. What's hey. on your mind tonight? Oh, tonight, I listened to your show actually on Saturday, and you were talking about drinking and driving. Is that right? I don't recall. Okay, so basically in Montana a few years ago, it was legal to drink and drive. Oh yeah, open container while you have a while you've got a car, yeah, or while you're in your car. Right, it's still legal for passengers in a bunch of places. Oh really? Oh yeah. Um, I'm from Tennessee, and occasionally I go down there and visit my friends, and we we head to the casinos. There's a bunch of casinos real close, mm-hmm. and um, we get on the interstate, and everyone just starts drinking in the car. The driver can drink, too. Um, it's tricky, though. The driver just has to remember, like, if they don't recognize, if they if they think a car near them might be a cop, they just don't pick up their glass. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can't really get in trouble unless the cop, you know, Sees gives you. you a breathalyzer test because you yeah. can just drink and drive. I mean, I guess they could stop you, but you just say it's the passengers, so... Mm. Okay, very good. Well, I didn't know that. I wonder how many states there are in which uh, passengers can uh, have their open containers. Yeah, well, Mississippi is a pretty interesting state. I mean, they've had uh, marijuana decriminalized since the 70s, so it's kind of different. At least in law, it's different than the rest of the states Mm -hmm. and a few issues. Keith, thanks for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Rich, also in New Hampshire. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Gard. Well, as a matter of fact, I wanted to talk about exactly the same thing. Go for it. The open open container laws. I thought it suddenly dawned on me when I was working on this farm down in in North Carolina that uh, open container laws actually encourage drunken driving. And that's because people are more inclined to finish that darn drink before jumping in the car or, worse, having an extra one Mm. because they're more likely to get in trouble Mm. for having an open container than, you know, they think it's... They think it's uh, actually safer to drink more and then not have that container and not not risk getting busted. That's an interesting and point. That, and when I pointed that out to the senior apprentice there at the farm, he said, "You know, that's absolutely right. As a matter of fact, I've done that." <laughs> not a surprise. Yeah, I was actually out at the uh, the park. Over the weekend, we had about 40-plus activists in the park over in Manchester for a 420 celebration in uh, in celebration or protest, or if you will, of the fact that they arrested a, a man for so-called assaulting a police officer. Big Mike is uh, still in jail and will be until further notice. That over, video is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He yeah. just brushes up against the cop. You can see the video over at freekeen.com. But in the park, there were at least a couple folks that were open, uh, that had open containers uh, in the park. And, and if the cops had been there, they would have been arrested for that as though that there's something wrong with that. Where's the victim when you have an open container? I mean, there's no there's no victim. There's no crime. I understand the idea is that, well, they want to make things look clean and nice and not have people stumbling around with uh, bottles of beer in their hand or something like that. But people get drunk and then stumble around the city anyway. What does it matter if well, they're carrying a, a, a bottle in their hand? And this is, the, this is the problem in economics that we've mentioned before. You know, they talk about this thing called the tragedy of the commons when things are commonly owned. 
And uh, typically uh, what they try to do is they try to say, well, look, the, if you privatize everything, then there will be free riders. And the free rider idea is somebody can take advantage of the benefits accrued by those people who decide to invest in something. And you'll get these free riders and the system won't work. But that has been proven over and over and over again by markets to be false. You can exclude people. You can find ways around it. You can give incentives for people to join in. When you have public property like this, public parks, even public sidewalks, as radical as it sounds, what it does is it pits one person's interests against another person's interests. Right. So the people that are uppity and have a problem with someone with a beer win out over exactly. the people that enjoy a good beer on a Sunday Precisely. afternoon. So you, exactly. You've got a, a perfect example in just what you just said. And in Ziggy across the pond in the U.K., in his town, they only allow working on certain roads to, to happen over a certain amount of time. They only allow a certain number of permits for hmm. digging in the roads. Now, if you had a private system, you would be able to check and see what the rules were, and you would voluntarily agree to this. But in this case, it's always the lowest common denominator. Here, in this case, you've got the bulk of the people. Well, the majority spoke. Oh, I see. The majority spoke, so therefore you can't do anything that you would like to do in the minority. Rich, uh, any thoughts you want to add to this discussion? Well, actually, back to the war on drugs. Sure. The, the so-called war on drugs. I heard guards stumble and say, well, the the, uh, the so-called war, or something like that. But I, I maintain that it's not a war on drugs. It's a war on the people. Absolutely right. Yeah, These excellent. are our friends. They're our family members. They're our, uh, our brothers and sisters. They are our neighbors. And they're being uh, aggressed against. They're being and, put in cages. Yeah, and that's. I'm so glad you brought that up, Rich, because that's a really, really good point. And, and to be able to express that to people often, I think, is important. You know, I I try to make fun of their terminology without doing what you did in that next step, which is to expose what their terminology hides. Good job, right. man. Yeah. And uh, last week we had a couple of uh, back to back. Decriminalization bills, marijuana. Well, one was actually a decriminalization bill. The other one was a let's let's uh, legalize it and tax it, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, the the only people there speaking out against decriminalization of marijuana were a couple of cops and a representative for the state attorney general yep. and some some judge or the something. usual I, I, suspects. Yep. The usual suspects. And believe me, I, I did not I did not allow that to go unnoticed when I took my turn to speak and point out that that the only people in favor of the war on drugs here are those who are protecting their careers. Yep. But what about the rights of the people? And it's it is time that the legislators start listening to the people and protecting our rights rather than appeasing the careers of these people who are waging this so called War on drugs, which is really a war on people. Bravo. And yeah. that's why people like Brad Jardis, we need more of him. We need more law enforcement officers who are willing to come out and, and as he has done a number of times, go and testify at these various different hearings as law enforcement officers and uh, who are against the insanity of the war on drugs. And in addition, we need more civil disobedience where it can be shown that it doesn't matter to us what these politicians decide. We're going to have our freedom whether they like it or not. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate the call tonight at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up absolutely anything to control the airwaves. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. 
We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And guard. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. So enjoy those on us. Those features, by the way, include updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates. FreeTalkLive.com to get on the list for free. I sent out an update uh, before the show today and this afternoon about that we are doing another auction. We're going to auction off third banner on our brand new website, which, by the way, uh, before we did the banner or the, before we did the website redesign that launched at the beginning of this year, we never had any uh, banner. Co- our banner column, which appears on freetalklive.com, did not appear on the BBS. It is now on the Free Talk Live BBS, which effectively is doubling the views that each of the banners uh, get. So now you can Good get deal. even more eyes on your banners. Uh, or your banner. If you win the auction at auction.freetalklive.com, you get the third banner on our website for an entire month, all across the entire site. That's auction.freetalklive.com. Bidding started at a dollar. I don't know what it's at right now. The site is amazing now. It's awesome. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. There's still there's still some bugs. We're uh, we're ironing out the 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 bugs and filling in the cracks and making sure that uh, that everything is working as it's supposed to be. But it's been it's it's been working out pretty well. We actually had to take the server down yesterday uh, because there was a we we needed to order more RAM for the server. It's just all right. You know, we needed more. So hopefully uh, we've solved some of the crashing problems we've had. And it's it, it's been actually a bit of an embarrassing month for the Free Talk Live server. It's been going down here and there and. It has not been good. So hopefully we'll get that ironed out, and we appreciate everybody's patience and their assistance. Anyway, freetalklive.com. By the way, you want to pick up some gold and silver? The place to go is gold.freetalklive.com. Our friends over at Midas Resources, we've teamed up with them to offer you some special deals on selected uh, gold and silver items. I just recently ordered some of the the Lakota silver piece. Gold's a little too expensive for me, so I go with the silver. It's just easier to get more of it. Uh, But you can get gold and or silver over at gold.freetalklive.com. And whenever you order through that link, you'll get the gold and silver that you want. And Free Talk Live will benefit as well. Plus, Midas Resources is the same company that owns our syndicate. So when you buy through Midas Resources through gold.freetalklive.com, you benefit Free Talk Live directly and that we get a small percentage. And uh, it helps Midas, you know, helps them do their business, which helps keep the network on the air and... You get gold and silver. I mean, well, you can't beat that. Everybody benefits. Yeah, gold.freetalklive.com. We continue here with your phone calls about what you want. Justin is in Mississippi. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Justin. Hey, what's going on? What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, last week you had mentioned erroneously that Montana was the uh, last state to um, uh, enact an open container law and... uh, it just so happens Mississippi doesn't have any statewide open container law. Now, unfortunately, really? there's a bill and yeah, really. I mean, it's all it's all done at the county and and municipal level. So So you do I have mean, them in most places or are there some places in Mississippi uh, where you may have an open container? Well, uh if you're in a dry county, obviously, I mean, as we learned from the uh uh Motorhome Diaries uh lesson uh you can't have beer at all in those counties. Right. But if it's not a dry county and you're not in a town, 
like if you're on a back road and it's not a dry county or mm-hmm. if the town just doesn't care, you can drink, well, not, I wouldn't say all the beer you want, but you can you can drink a few beers while you're driving down the road. Fantastic. Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's freedom. That's what freedom tastes like. <laughs> Damn right. I, you know, I hope they don't screw it all up with this. Uh, I hope the open container uh, bill gets shot down because, you know, I, I really enjoy my ride home when I go to the grocery store. <laughs> well, you know what I might want? When I, what, what, I, what I would be encouraged to do if I were in that situation would be to, uh, should they pass the bill prohibiting open containers at the statewide level, I'd throw like an open mm. party in the, the state uh, state capital. great, yeah. Just have people bring it in all kinds good. of beers and uh, just turn the, the capital into, party, into a party zone. Giant punch bowls. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Justin. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I should be able to drink my Manchester brew wherever I want to as long as I've got permission to do so. And, you know, you were talking about, Guard, the uh, the fact that it's – the concept of public property that leads to this kind yes. of repression yeah. where the people who are the busybody types, the the people that want to control others, that have the desire to control others, are inevitably attracted to the positions in which they'll be allowed to do that, whether it's uh, being a police officer or the actual politicians that, that create these laws that are designed to control others. So there's a natural tendency for the control freaks to move into those positions and for everybody else who's too busy with their life, taking care of their family, getting the bills paid going to work and doing all this other stuff too busy with taking care of their own lives to really go to any hearings and attend these political processes that that uh, that lead to these new laws being created so the busybodies take the positions of control and then when there's something being proposed like justin is having there in mississippi where there's a proposal on the table for a new busybody piece of legislation to control how people behave who shows up to testify the busybodies show up to, uh, to testify yep. now we're changing that uh, we're changing that here in New Hampshire since we've got these hundreds of liberty-minded people moving in here whose sole purpose in moving here is to be active on matters like this, yeah. matters regarding f- to freedom. So the tide is starting to change here. That's good news. There's not much other good news coming out from any of the other uh, state capitals around the country. There's not a lot of pro-liberty activism that is having much effect. Uh, so while I wish Justin the best of luck, it's not very likely that uh, that, that there's anybody who's going to – I mean, the, the industry groups aren't going to come out in favor of this, right? I mean, you can't expect the, right. the beer bottlers to come out and uh, and talk in favor of open container. That would be seen as uh, as bad on their part. They so. would be reckless. You know, it, it brings to mind something. I was uh, driving around the other day, and I was pulling out of a 7-Eleven parking lot and uh, saw all the cars going by. I was on my way to work, and they're all on their way to work or someplace trying to be productive. Most, You know, uh, I'm, a lot of them. You know, everybody's rushing around. And I thought I, I, it ties in with what you said. I thought about how, look, when these people get up each day, what are the main things on their concern? Get some breakfast, get in the shower, get to work, make some cash, do you know, serve the customer, mm-hmm. get back. It, is is what is on their mind? Oh yeah, I got to find out what's happening in the state capitol. Nope. No, and if you if you were to force, let's they don't want to know. Yeah, let's say the government deal actually stated this. Rather than making it so easy that everybody can vote for some guy to go up and and mess around with people and start pulling strings and and so on and so forth, rather than doing that and setting those little acolytes off, right, setting your avatar off in government to do what you want, and uh, supposedly, of course, they're their own people and they'll do what they want, Um, rather than doing that, wouldn't it be interesting if 
everybody who wanted to vote was forced to actually go up and sit there while these people did their work every day and take all that time to have to sit there and watch it. And they couldn't do anything. They could not do anything. They would just have to sit and sit and sit and sit. It's awful. Yeah. And think about and then ask them, say, so uh, how would you rather spend your time being productive or would you rather be in this building of government? And it just it shows the stark difference between what government does. So it's fascinating because in a way, that's what government really does. It, It forces everybody in their lives to have to pay for what they're doing, but it hides it. Because they can go around and they don't have to think about it. In the meantime, other people are up there doing these things. But if you actually put the burden and weight on these people, no one would. It's totally no distasteful. It's Who awful would want to do that? Things. It's so boring. Yeah. Let's go to your calls. Mike is in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I want to talk about a subject y'all talk about a lot, um, and that's immigration. But sure. from a different angle, I think. All right, sure. Um, and I'm certainly no supporter of uh, involuntary government, but at present our money is is stolen from us. Yes, and it then is. Used, then it's used to build uh, roads and schools and recreation centers and all, and all these things are public. And so then they can be used by immigrants, even even though initially these immigrants haven't contributed to the cost of these facilities. Tell you what, we'll come back and talk to you more about it if you don't mind. Hang on. Or with Mike, hopefully, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll try to sneak your call in. The remaining moments coming up A Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live only moments remain, but enough time for your call if you make it right now, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and tonight it's Ian with you. And guard. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. Give you the features for free. Now then, if you like the website, you like the fact that we give the features away, you enjoy this program, there's something you can do to help us. You can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You can buy all kinds of stuff at Amazon. They've got dozens of categories in which you can shop. Uh, they've even got used items, so if you need to save a few extra bucks, go used. You can also uh, purchase from multiple different distributors through Amazon. So in many cases, there's price competition on Amazon. It's awesome. It really is an amazing site. And when you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com, you uh, a percentage of the profits is given to Free Talk Live when you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com. So whether you're looking for you know something that is consumable, like they've even got a grocery section at Amazon, or you're looking for something like Gardner Goldsmith's book, Live Free or Die, you can place that order and feel good because you're getting a great deal, probably getting free Super Saver shipping on uh, whatever it is you're ordering. I was looking at your book the other day. There, that qualifies for the free Super Saver shipping. Awesome. Book, as oh, I, man, as I understand great, it. Man. 
but it's like 24 bucks, so you'd have to buy something else in order to get right. past that $25 yes. limit to key, uh, to kick that in. But it's not hard to find something else that you need at Amazon. I mean, they've got right. almost everything. So Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We continue bringing back Mike in South Carolina. Now, Mike, you're talking about immigration with us here. And right. go ahead and, and, and make your point, because we were short on time in that last segment. Well, I was basically arguing that property rights are ignored in the present system uh, when it comes to immigration, um, because our money's stolen from us mm-hmm. by a government, at least in my case, that I don't support. And then it's used to build roads and schools and recreation centers and, and so on. And these are made public. And so then immig- any immigrant, legal or illegal, um, according to the government status, can use these without having contributed anything to their cost, whereas there might be people like, you know, like my family who's lived here in the same area for well, several hundred years. Well, point of information, yeah. point of information, you're wrong already. Uh, as soon okay. as the immigrant starts to live here, they're contributing to the cost. Yeah. Well, that's right, sure. But when they drive in, they drive in original uh, initially on a road they haven't contributed to. But so what? Yeah, People but... drive on, on roads they haven't contributed to all the time. When I drive exactly. into Massachusetts, I haven't contributed to those roads. A 16-year-old driving. Well, that's the problem. Property rights are being ignored. Well, see, that's not the problem of immigration. It's the problem of government and the impossibility of being able to uh, proportionately divvy out usage uh, capabilities that based on the amount of money that's been put into the system. When I was 16 years old, I started driving. I hadn't paid any taxes. My parents had paid right. some taxes. Uh, and if you're going, it, it, this is this is the problem that we run into. And it's nice that we're you know we're all philosophically in line. I think if you if you study it just you know one more step uh, in in at least my direction of thinking, you'll see that it becomes sort of impossible to sort of enforce any sort of um, ethical standard or moral standard based on your line of thinking because everybody pays different amounts of taxes into the system and there's it, it's virtually impossible to divvy out usage uh, usage uh, uh, capability well, based on what you pay. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't disagree with you there. So what, what are you I'm proposing? Is that people People should people should pay for what they use. I agree that people should pay for what they use. Unfortunately, we're in a system wherein, as you've rightfully pointed out, that's not really happening to the extent that some people are. You've got the free rider problem, where some people are are paying uh, more than they uh, than than what they're using, and some people are paying less uh, than than what yeah. they're utilizing. And the only way to solve that problem is to get the government out of these different products, to get them, you right. know, turn the parks over to private organizations and charities. They can take care of them, and turn roads over to to uh, to owner groups and you know, whether they're private or, or somehow uh, run by the employees or whatever their structures would be, uh, turning these things over to the marketplace. But I don't really understand why uh, you know you brought up immigration. I mean, what are you proposing? Well, well, the reason I bring it up is because a lot of people have big problems with immigration, and what I'm trying to do is convince them that we need to restore property rights and basically get the government out of our lives. You would be because- absolutely correct about that. There's no doubt about it because the the one thing that's that scared what I thought I was worried you might say and, and you didn't I'm glad you didn't but the one thing I was concerned about would be that sometimes some people will will see that as the problem they'll see the welfare is the problem that the government redistribution of wealth is the problem but at the same time they still have this belief that government can do what they want it to and so they'll make some other alternative statement like well while we have these government welfare programs we need to crack down hard on immigrants and yes, so exactly. that's just 
them advocating for their version of government and their preferred expansion of government, which, if they know anything about government, should know that it's going to fail. It's going to cost billions of dollars. It's going to increase the police state, and it's not going to do anything uh, to stop people from coming here unless, of course, they actually do increase the police state worse than they have it in the countries in which they're uh, they're coming from. That actually would stop people from coming here. In fact, it would start people leaving here because they would want to get the hell out of this country at that point. Yeah, I think it's very constructive. Anytime you hear these sorts of arguments uh, from conservatives, typically they'll say, well, they're getting free education, they're getting health care and things like that. And as you say, you brought it down to some of the most basic things. They're riding on the roads that we pay for in taxes and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, some people can make the argument, hey, look, they pay in taxes, they pay sales taxes, they pay gas taxes, they pay higher rents because of the property taxes and so on and so forth. Okay, and that is all very valid. But to be able to turn it around to say, look, uh, if you if you take that approach, then are you willing to take the approach that regular citizens should be limited in what they can use and what they can do based on how much taxes they pay? And, of course, no one would ever accept that. Then you pose to them and you say, it, it may be the inherent problem here is that government is forced forcibly taking things from people, and they don't get to actually use it based on the amount that they've paid into it. That's right. And, you know, like Hans Hoppe pointed out in his book, which I just read, uh, Democracy, the God that Fails, he pointed out that government has an incentive to let more and more people in so that they can steal from more and more people. And uh, oftentimes to let in people who might be problematic so as to justify more government intervention. I think the solution, you know, for people who want to be able to choose who their neighbors are and uh, only spend um, the money that they want to spend is to restore private property. Yep, and the only way we're going to get to that point is to get enough people together who care enough to do something about this and get this government slashed and burned down way, way down and then hopefully eliminated entirely and replace it with voluntary market-based functions. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. If you want to learn more about those ideas, you can go to book.freekeen.com. A couple of great books on there for free. The uh, 2006 Complete Liberty by Wes Bertrand, as well as 1970's The Market for Liberty by the Tannehills. Both excellent, available in audio and PDF format, and completely free. You can learn a whole lot more about how the uh, the free market can do anything, any function that the government does so much better and cheaper and more effectively. Let's go to, I believe we have Ted on the line in the woods. Ted, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hey, Ian. Hey, Guard. Hey, hey Ted. Where's What's Mark at? Is he getting, is he getting uh, inducted into his Quaker cult or something? No, no, no. no. Mark, uh, had a tr- he had to take a trip down to uh, to meet up with Jason Osborne from SACL CAI over the weekend. I believe they are still uh, still together down there at uh, Jason's place in, in Ohio. I know Jason is is actively looking to make the move up here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, but it takes a while to wrap things up. And so they had to have, I guess, a secret powwow meeting about the uh, completion of the Free State Project, this project that uh, they are working on on making happen. So that's what's been going on. He ain't trying to take that spot in uh, Mark's backyard because I already called that. (laughs) <laughs> Mark's got a big old backyard, Ted. I don't think you have anything to worry about. He's got 11 acres, and uh, I'm sure he'd uh, he'd parcel it out for the right price. You're gonna have to leave room for his son's tree fort someday, though. Oh well, I'll, I might. He might try to take my fort sometime. I guess <laughs> we'll have to fight over it. So, do you really want to live out back of Mark's house? Is that is that what you aspire to in life, Ted? Oh, not really. I just like messing with him, oh, with him about it because he said I could, and all. Very good. So what else is on your mind tonight? Uh, have, y'all, um, have y'all ever considered uh, 
what you'd do in case of a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yes. Are you trying to repeat one of our earlier callers? Because we had this call like three years ago. Did you? Yeah. There's a the little promo right. that uh, that we came out as a result of it, and it's available over on our audio promos page at uh, at freetalklive.com. That's the one. Zombies. That's the one oh. that you play subliminally, don't you? So that people will get it in their heads and call that there will be a zombie apocalypse. Yes. What are you going to do in a zombie apocalypse, Ted? Uh, what have you thought about? Oh, I was just wanting to get everybody's opinion on it. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just I shoot a lot, and uh, I hey. have some fences set up and stuff. Well, I, I tell you, you know, if you want to read a great book about zombie apocalypse, uh, check out uh, Brian Keene, fellow libertarian. Brian Keene, K E E N E, just like freekeen.com. It's called The Rising. And uh, it opens up a great scenario. Guy's in a bunker. His wife is a zombie up above ground, and she and the other zombies are trying to dig down to get at him. Oh, no. That's horrible. It's awesome. Man, your, your wife's always trying to get at you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a wife, Ted? Oh, yeah. I'm married. She's in there. She's washing dishes right now. I gave her some beer a little bit ago. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you have a great night. Thanks for the call. All right. We are out of time. It's been Ian here with you. And Garth. And you can join us tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Garth, you're off to a convention next week, so we won't be hearing from you on Monday. Right on, man. Uh, but we'll have somebody else uh, entertaining in here. I think Sam might be joining us then. Tomorrow night, uh, we'll have you join us. And join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.